Hey, Audrey. Hi, Andre. Hi. Okay, we're recording now. We're live. Well, we're live. Yeah. What's up? I, I love your blanket, by the way, the Hunter Hunter blanket. Oh, no, this is actually a jacket. Oh, jacket. Oh, I thought it was a blanket. No, I That's could totally awesome. put it on. It makes me look like a Minecraft character because of how blocky the shoulders oh, are uh -huh, uh -huh. and how big it is on me. <laughs> um, So I have not done a podcast in a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, the deal was that I'm up gonna I'm gonna upload my podcast and but you also have a podcast. So yes. can you tell me about that? Okay, my podcast. I actually just started it last month. Uh -huh. um, it's called Oddcast because Oddcast. Oddcast. <laughs> nice. Just like the P. Also, a little bit of a pun on my name because I'm Audrey. Odd. Right. But um, my podcast is more catered towards like self care self-love type of stuff it just i'm on this journey of learning how to love myself a bit more and to um, just have more of a fulfilling life that's just nourishing and healthy mm -hmm. and i kind of want to offer other people anyone who listens just the tools and the tips that i've learned along this journey and kind of just take them along with me or even tell people that, hey, I'm on this journey with you. We're all learning here. We're all people. We all make mistakes. We're all trying. And sometimes we just forget certain things, such as just being thankful for waking up in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, we forget simple things like that. And yet those small and simple steps make a huge impact on the rest of our lives. And so I just want to serve as a reminder. Nice. Um, that coincides with my topic usually because my podcast is titled getting good mm -hmm. and it, it started out as like a gamer term like get good but it really applies to everything like self so mine is more about self-improvement so it kind of coincides with yours which is self-care because they're basically kind of similar things yeah. yeah yeah hold on let me turn on the light my light okay because okay, it's pretty dark in here um first of all well i want to talk about you just went to the dentist, right? Because you're talking a little funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could tell half my face is numb um, this side. <laughs> what kind of procedure did you get? Um, I got three fillings. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> did they say it's going to be uh, it's going to be like painful after you're after it's not numb anymore? Um, Maybe just sore. Oh. Just because they did one at the bottom and two at the top. Uh huh. And it's like one at the front and then two on the side. And so they kind of hit everywhere. And I could tell they were stretching my cheek pretty relatively far just because I couldn't control it after they numbed the, the top half, after they numbed the bottom. So Dang. I was like, I can't do anything you want me to do. And I just felt them tugging. But at the same time, I'm like, they know I can't feel anything. <laughs> Earlier, you pointed out my sideburns too. Yes, dude, like, your sideburns look so cool. Are they? <laughs> I just they haven't gotten are. a haircut. I haven't it's gotten so a haircut in a while. They're not even even. Like one's longer. Uh, I have I told you that. about my hair pulling condition? No. Oh, I I made a video about it a while back too. Um, so I actually have a condition called trichotillomania. It's like a the the word at the end is mania, and it's kind of like mm -hmm. a it's like a habit. Um, some people say it's a nervous habit or it's a habit like that stems from anxiety. Um, I don't really have high anxiety, not right now at least, but I think uh, I developed a habit when I was a kid. Mm. Um, so like I used to pull like my hairs on like my cowlick, uh, 
always I've always pulled my sideburns and then I pull oh. like my beard and my my mustache. Um, just because. Yeah, it's, I I it's really I can't explain it. It's just uh my like my hands will fidget near my face and then I'll start pulling hairs out. Um, Does it's it actually, actually make it grow longer like faster. No, no, I I pull them out like completely like the oh room. you pull them out yeah no, yeah I'm pulling it like no yeah yeah oh. so um what i'm trying to do with my sideburns is like uh if they get long like this i actually don't pull them out so mel was like you should just you should just grow them out uh so that like it prevents you from pulling because um if it's like short still i'll pull out everything out mm -hmm. like from down there so i'm trying to get it to connect eventually to my beard and then if i if eventually i can get my, my mustache long enough I'll just yeah. stop pulling it. So wow. hopefully. Yeah. That's so cool. No, it it's totally a style. It's a look. It reminds me of like those <laughs> 90s or 80s anime. Style. Yeah. You totally look like an anime character. Like Kuwabara from a Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. Yeah, you know yes. That guy? How did you know? Kuwabara, <laughs> <laughs> you're a Mishi. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's so cool. Anyway, um, how are you? How, how's life? I know that's a loaded question, but yeah, how's how's life? I mean, life is good. I think I'll just focus on this week alone from last week because we spoke last week. Yeah. And um, we touched up on a lot of topics. And for me this year, I've started really well in terms of creative endeavors. But this week, I've been thinking more about the topic of time just because I feel like time is going by so fast. Um, last year I was just hit with a load of depression. And so time was just very different from what it is now. Like I kind of felt like a little useless last year in a way where I just felt I couldn't do anything, but now I feel like I have so much that I want to do that. I'm like, how do I manage my time? How do I mm -hmm. juggle all these things that I want to do? And so that that's just something that's been on my mind this week do you and think that time when you're depressed time goes slower or goes faster or like the way it feels i feel like it goes slower because mm -hmm. like, you're not I doing know anything passed by but it's just it's almost as if life is at a standstill and even if everything else is moving forward when you're in that state of mind at least for me um when i'm in that state of mind I don't feel like I'm moving. Mm. No matter how much the world is moving forward, I feel like I'm at a standstill with myself, with what I want to do, with my motivation or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Like, and it just makes it feel even worse. We we can get like super personal here. Do you think that uh, you have um, like a like a chronic depression, like a long term thing, or was it just a period that you were depressed? That's a good question. I think that kind was definitely period because it's never been as bad as it was last year. Mm -hmm. um, like last year, I even had to ask a couple of friends like, hey, uh, can you can you stay here? I can't be alone right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never been that bad. Mm -hmm. Usually like I don't I want to hide, but I knew at least enough that it was bad enough that I needed to call someone to be with me. So I think sometimes at that point, it's like you can't just rely on self-care just from yourself. You need a community. You need someone, at least one person. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Just because, I mean, I knew I didn't trust myself, like, with being able to take care of myself just because I couldn't. No matter how, it's not even no matter how much I wanted it. I didn't want it. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take care of myself and I felt like I couldn't and I wasn't capable of it last year at the time. So do you think there was like a first baby step? Was there like a moment or was it like a gradual um, like climb out of that? Because I know it feels like it feels like a deep pit because I've been there before too. Like in 2012, Mm -hmm. there was a really bad there was a really bad time. I could talk about that in a little bit, but I want to ask you like, do you think there was a, a certain moment or decision where you just decided like I'm going to start getting out of this um I think it was a little bit of both because I was like I'm tired of feeling this way Mm -hmm. I've already talked to a lot of my friends at that point and everyone's kind of advice or comfort was the same and no matter how much I see sought it seeked it um from other people I knew I wouldn't be able to get out of that hole unless I made that decision myself. And so it kind of, I felt like I needed to turn off my brain a little bit, or maybe my heart, maybe my feelings, just do it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even if I didn't want to, I had to kind of force myself. And once I finally started doing things and giving myself permission to do things, because while I was in that mode of depression, I felt like even just moving out of my bed to stand up and do things was a crime. Mm-hmm. So I felt like just exi- like doing normal people things, like brushing my teeth or eating, I felt like it was a crime, like I deserved some kind of punishment. But once I gave myself permission to move, to get up, even just the smallest thing felt like success. Mm-hmm. And so both gradual and kind of just decision to do it because it all just added up and then it became this big tumbling thing of yes like (laughs) i am a person too wow that's um so similar to how it was when i got out of it too because so in 2012 uh so that was what nine years ago now um when we met or i I don't know (laughs) i don't remember (laughs) I met Mel in 2011. Uh-huh. It was at pre-con. Uh-huh. pre-con. Is that what it's called? Well, I feel like I met you a few times, um, like offhand, but I think I really uh, only met met you like more recently. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 2018 or something like that. I think it was 2017. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so around 2012, uh, I think around spring of 2012, I I was depressed for a while, and I I felt exactly what you felt like. Sometimes you just you're just punishing yourself, and you don't feel like not punishing yourself. You feel like just staying in bed. I'm just gonna lie here. I'm just gonna wallow in it. Um, and for me, it, it's just like you said. You kind of come to a realization like this can't go on. Um, mm. For me, it was it was almost like a a really morbid or mortality thing that I I accepted that if I stay this way, like considering I'm starting to feel allergies, like it, you feel it in your body. It changes your body. Dude, agreed. Yeah. Like you, you have no appetite. Um, you have no energy. And I told myself, I was lying down one, one morning and I was like, if this goes on, I'm actually going to die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, no. if, if it doesn't, per, if it persists, 
you you just die, right? Um, and so I actually learned a lot of stuff about the hormones of depression. Like there's there's one in particular, cortisol, which uh, it kind of overloads in your body. And uh, well, what it does, like in practice, it, it kind of prepares you for dying. Uh, that's why you don't have an appetite anymore and your body's able to like survive for a long time without eating. Cortisol? Um, yeah, cortisol. Yeah. Interesting. I see that on like facial bottles. Like <laughs> oh, yeah? Apology. Yeah. What does um, that mean? Well, know. it's it's a hormone. Uh, they call it the depression hormone. It has a lot of different functions, but it uh, one of its functions is to help you survive. Um, but when you get overloaded with it, that's pretty much uh, depression. Like it's the physiological um, effect of depression. Yeah. And yeah, so um, there was a moment for me. It it was in one moment where I was like, okay, let's just get out of this because um, if I don't, I'm gonna die. So what is the most basic thing I can do? uh to not die well just like you said eat. eat you know it's just a regular thing it's hard when you're yeah. like that though it's so hard yeah yeah it's not appetizing like you just feel like tossing everything out of your body but mm -hmm. just... yeah i think there was a point during that time where i would eat like one ego waffle and that was my like my entire day what flavor <laughs> no it's just basic <laughs> that's just a regular <laughs> What kind of question <laughs> no yeah it was just a regular one i go awful and i was like dude i can't i won't survive like this so one day i i hadn't seen sunlight like for a while uh, i had mm. like dropped out of college like it was a really tough time mm. um and one day i was like okay i'm just gonna go out and drive and i'm gonna eat something so i went to togo's and i had a sandwich and like you said it felt like the most triumphant thing i was like i just got up and did something that i'm supposed to do you know just yeah. something normal yeah but it just feels like you won yeah yeah you know? and that's why it's like i don't i can't tell if that's a gradual thing or if it's just like bam because yeah. it kind of felt like bam at the same time yeah it's kind of both because it kind of starts you on a momentum mm -hmm. um and it's interesting that we talk like this because I guess the beginning of our podcast is going to be super depressing. But, you know, that <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, we're just describing like that's kind of how it is. And I think a lot of people go through it, too. So, yeah, we got to be real with ourselves. It's human. We all go through depressing things, whether it's like momentary or whether it's, you know, all encompassing in our lives. Yeah, just, it ebbs and flows. And so we're here to be real. Yeah. And so for me, um, the thing that I ate was a Togo sandwich. Uh, I, I think it was pastrami and all, they say everything on it. I, I said, yeah, everything on it. And I ate yeah. half of it. I was so proud that I ate half of it. I'm like, okay, I'll save the rest for later. Yes. Do you remember what it is for you that was like the thing that you ate that made you feel like, oh, I ate this? I don't know. I can't oh, really? remember. No, it's just what's cool. So um, I have a new roommate. And he moved in in December, actually. Mm -hmm. And he actually saw me go through this. Mm. He's one of those people that I called and we had Chinese food and he saw me like eat a speck of rice. And so it was either just last week or two weeks ago. He told me he's just like, it makes me happy when I see you eat, because I remember when I saw you just like a month or two ago, I was like, what's wrong with this girl? Because I wasn't eating. Yeah. Now I eat more than him. <laughs> nice nice but you're like really small <laughs> yes i am i still eat half of everything but i'm always eating 
In oh. fact, I probably would have been snacking right now if I just didn't come back from the dentist. Right. Are you even allowed to eat right now or do you have to like... I not? can. Like, it's legal. Um, but I'd probably accidentally bite my tongue or something because my tongue's uh-huh. numb. So I wouldn't be able to tell what oh. I'm chewing on. <laughs> um, so you said... Uh... It was like last year that you were experiencing this. So how many months has it been? Do you think that you were kind of on the recovery slash like kind of the upswing of it? Oh, shoot. I honestly feel like I didn't really get out of it until mm. mid-December. Oh, so I'm... really recently. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of started either in June or July. I think July. Mm-hmm. So July, September, October. Uh... Wait, <laughs> July, August. Wait, am I missing months? Uh, no, July, July August, August, September, September October, October, November. <laughs> so Almost <six>. five <laughs> to six months. Mm. Yeah, but it was the strongest because I feel like at least through my preteens, that's when I've kind of began experiencing depression. Mm. But it was like an underlying, like sometimes it's there, sometimes I'm okay. But really, last year was a different level. Like, I I started going to therapy, too. Oh, dude, therapy's the best. Yeah, but... uh, (laughs) Oh, what are you going to say? uh, I went through, like, three or four, and I couldn't find one I was satisfied with. Oh, yeah. Uh The last one that I spoke to, she was like, do you think you might have bipolar disorder? And I was like, I don't know. And I spoke to a couple of people and someone's like, yeah, a lot of people have it more than they realize. It's not a bad thing. Um, It doesn't mean you're crazy or anything like that because that's how media portrays it. It's just you feel like the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows really frequently. And it's not like, I guess it's almost like an imbalance a bit. You just feel things so strongly that it's super high and low. But my other friend who's a nurse, she was just like, Audrey, you don't have bipolar disorder. You just might be trying to find something wrong with you so you can, you know, kind of just write off how you're feeling Um, is that. hmm. And, you know, like have that be the answer. Yeah. And I was like, well shit. (laughs) She's all like, you know, the therapist they tried telling me I was autistic, but I know I'm not. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. That's crazy. It's, it feels like they're trying to just find some kind of label, you know, because they're they're trying to get to the core of what uh, you are, what you feel. But then they kind of just say this is what you are, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when when you are you are not what you're feeling. Um, it could be just a temporary thing. You know, it could yeah. be just something like uh it could be something that stemmed from a certain event or certain events or um yeah but then they try to really get to the the deep origins of it it's like because because i went to therapy before and they're like oh because i i was just telling them about recent stuff that would happen and they were asking me like oh how's your relationship with your parents is there anything from anything from your childhood that you remember that might be affecting this and i'm like dude maybe i don't know but is that relevant i mean i guess it is but you know it's like at the end of the day, um, no matter what labels they find or what guesses they they have, I think at the end, they should be offering like, okay, this is what you can do. Here are some suggestions on what you can do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have? Did they give you any of those? Um. Well, other therapy. My other therapists were trying to do that. Hmm. They weren't trying to look at any of the past, like you mentioned, like the whole childhood, like what you know, where did this stem from? Hmm. Um, they're just very solution based, oh, which good. was good. But a part of me felt like I already knew the answer. I just needed. Um, validation from where I was coming from Mm. that I was okay that my stance was okay because I began to question a lot of myself and who I was last year um not trusting myself in terms of depression and reaching out to people yes there is that but also before then I just began not trusting myself in general like I was just questioning like like just reaching out to you through text, for example, not that I did, but it's an example. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, is it okay if I text him? Like, I don't, am I doing something wrong? Like, does this look okay? Like, I'm just asking him, like, how are you? Or like, what's up? Like, like, I don't know. Am I trusting people too much? And mm-hmm. I just started getting a lot of anxiety. And so I just needed this grasp, like, hey, therapist, <laughs> like, I need, I need to, like, be told that my stance is okay and how I feel. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, it's weird. I almost knew what I was looking for. But I was like hoping that I would get some sort of outside perspective that I couldn't see, but none of them gave it to me. Except for the therapist that was like, hey, <laughs> you might, mm-hmm. you know, be bipolar. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> and the crazy part is when she asked me how I was and I told her, and that's the answer she came up with, I looked it up online and how I was doing the night before was exactly the Google definition of what like a second a secondary bipolar disorder class mm. would have been. And I was like, that's crazy. I don't so you, know. So you could be. I could be, but yeah. I I don't really know. And she doesn't really know. It was only our second session, second or third. She's like, I don't even know because we just started. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I also don't know. But Well, um, how long ago was that? uh, Well, sorry, I don't mean to like pry into all your like therapy sessions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, um, because I mean... You're in a like a, a a recovery stage. You're on the upswing. Would you say that it's like the momentum is good right now? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'd say it's really good. And I have you... been consistently brushing my teeth and eating. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Would you say that like you're because uh, you said before you needed like validation for your stance, and mm-hmm. I guess in a way that also means like the decisions that you make. Like for example, you were questioning whether you could text someone or not. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you have a little bit more confidence in like the daily decisions that you're making? Yeah. Okay. I do. And I feel like if I'm wrong, then I can correct it where I can go. I can learn from it. And I'm kind of excited for that part, you know, being able to learn from my decisions. And I'm getting to that point where I can be confident and trusting myself because I'm still recovering from that. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know, but it's like, why not go forward? You know, Yeah. why not be not okay for a little bit? but be able to trust that I'll be able to pick up the pieces yeah. because that's okay too. Like, I know it's so scary just making a decision where you don't know the outcome, but at the same time, it's like, if we never move, then 
we're also just gonna stay so still yes oh <laughs> that's perfect yeah again i don't want to do that yeah um i actually talk about this a lot on my podcast um but, well but i talk with a bunch of gamers right yeah and i also coach like super smash brothers uh because i, I used to play competitively for like many years mm-hmm. um so when i coach uh, students um they're asking me like hey what should i do and i always tell them you know if you you should record your games or save the replays watch them and look at your mistakes and then see how you could fix them that's like the number one overpowered like way that people need to train right mm-hmm. and it, it applies to life it's, it's it's basic scientific method like you look at what went wrong and you see um how you could fix it but the thing about applying that to real life is that it takes so much humility that it it's like it's so difficult for people to look at themselves and be like hey i i did something wrong or uh i could do better than what i'm doing right now the next day uh, i'm gonna try better i'm gonna try harder because for a lot of people like especially when we're depressed like we just we feel that there's so much risk in trying something that we just mm-hmm. don't try at all um and there is risk inherently but it's really important to be humble enough to be like okay i'll take a risk because i i want to know because trying gives you more knowledge it gives you more data basically and isn't it kind of weird how if we try, usually the outcome is better. Like statistically, like most of the time, it's better. Yeah. But we always think it's going to get worse. Yeah. I, I think it's a human instinct to like always look at worst case scenario. You know, like what's the worst possible thing that can happen if I do this? Or yeah. like, and, and even, uh, you know, it's like a psychological thing too, where we remember bad memories um more than more than happy memories uh it's easy to forget happy memories and i I actually i actually learned about this uh bad memories are kind of ingrained into our heads because they're actually more useful right so Mm. you know what i mean because you can learn from them and i feel like we don't really let go of them until we fully learn from them you you know what i mean Yeah, yeah yeah so how do you think it's useful if people do let go though like well it i think they let the the best time to let go is when you've like you know there's like the five stages of uh of grief or whatever it's called yeah yeah and then the last one is acceptance right and acceptance Mm -hmm. there's a lot of steps to get to acceptance um there's a lot of like figuring out what happened um getting over the emotions over what something that happened um but then you finally get to acceptance and it's like okay this happened i can move forward with my life i can do something new I can put it in the past and then, you know, just move on. And then that is like the first stage of like being able to let go, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I-, I think at that point, you've gotten what you can out of that memory. Because uh, that's the reason our brain keeps the memories in there. Because it's like, you know, all, all memory is used for is like um, improving decisions later. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes though, sometimes memories, even if you've accepted them, they still sting over time. And that's mm. why, like, even if you've accepted things, it they say it'll take time just because no matter how much you want things, like, certain memories to go away, they don't. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and especially with people, like, people with PTSD, for example, um, that sometimes memories will just stay with you forever. And you, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's kind of impossible because it's more on, uh, like, sometimes random triggers, like, words or sounds can trigger... Uh, almost reliving a memory so it, it can it can be really bad i think we're maybe we're on a level where uh we're the stuff we've experienced is still something that we're able to like get past 
Mm-hmm. And I know I know this thing you're talking about, and even that can like weaken over time, but it really depends on how you process it. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the thing. For me, um, I wasn't allowing myself I I didn't have any time to process anything last year. That's the weird part. Until I was started healing, until I started getting up from bed. Um and so things are hitting me now and I'm actually getting angry now or mad now and I'm getting upset now. Like, like mad like, at yourself? Myself, other people, oh, <laughs> situations, mm-hmm. like what I've allowed myself to go through in a way mm-hmm. and, you know, what I've done and like what I put up with certain behaviors. And it's like, wow, you really oh, so you're saying things until later sometimes so you're saying the emotional reaction you had was kind of delayed because you didn't have much time yes absolutely and i think that's wild i what were you gonna say oh what do you mean by no time were you just too busy no uh it's not that i was too busy because at that point i even took a leave of absence from work Mm. um just because there were a lot of different factors that were in play. And so it was just like one after the next. The moment I had, I thought I had time to breathe uh-huh. was absolutely false. Uh-huh. Just like one thing after the next, words after words, people after people. And it was just like, even if I was on the right path of thinking or of like trying to heal, no, there was always backlash to every single time. Um, I thought I was going to finally be doing okay mm. yeah so like once the waters calmed down and i was by myself and giving myself permission to feel and be okay with being mad because typically i don't get mad at things all too often but now i do <laughs> now i get mad which is actually a really nice feeling like huh. who told me mad is scary that's right i did because i saw it i saw it as scary growing up uh-huh. but it's there for a reason and I kind of like it. Yeah, it is there for a reason. Um, so I actually, with my wife, um, she gets, she gets mad <laughs> kind of often. Um, I mean, I mean, not kind of often, but sometimes it'll be little things that, uh, put her off. Uh, and it's something I've accepted as uh, something I've learned to deal with and something I've learned to like, uh, understand because me, I don't really let myself get angry most of the time. It, it takes a really a lot to make me angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get angry very often because growing up, you know, when I see my parents get angry, I'm like, I don't really like that and how that affects people, you know? Yeah. But I've learned that anger as an emotion, I mean, it's a, it's a human emotion and it's a good positive emotion because, or it's a useful emotion, I should say, because it facilitates like justice. It facilitates fairness. Yeah. I think like if you're mad, that means you actually feel for something you know, like yeah. you have a stance and you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. And that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. And of course, people, it's all about the actions you take. Like everyone feels afraid or sad or angry or mm-hmm. emotions we consider negative. But, you know, you've seen a, like Pixar's Inside Out, right? Like they all have a... Is that the one with the little, with sad? Yes. Kid? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. And each of the emotions has like their own use, uh, like even the negative ones have uh like a purpose for keeping us alive and anger is one of them yeah and that's one of the things i've learned on this journey is just to be able to kind of accept your emotions and sit with them and allow them to 
you know, allow yourself to feel them mm -hmm. because I used to fight it. Like yeah. when I was mad, I'd be like, why am I mad? I shouldn't be mad because this and that, like, I don't deserve to be mad when I was, you know, I did this and that and just self-punishment yet again, mm -hmm. <laughs> it strikes one more time. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like, okay, I'm mad. Cool. Like, why am I mad? And that's okay. Yeah. Just mad. So yeah. just, I want to be able to express emotion and feel it and be colorful. I like colorful things. <laughs> Just like your jacket, your Hunter Hunter jacket. Ah, uh, yes. I think your room in general is very colorful, like your clothes over there and then the bed, uh, yeah, the posters, everything's very vibrant. Kind of messy, but look at little Rilakkuma over there. Just uh, is that the name of the bear? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really good. A really good thing to um, uh, like realize because. Uh, a lot of people, especially when they get mad, they kind of like act on instinct because there's there's the other the other side of the coin where people get mad. Um, they allow themselves to get mad really often and then they just kind of do something instinctive, but not very fruitful, not very productive. Yeah, you're talking like, about like reactionary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just because and I think that's what scared me hmm. of being like of anger of being mad yeah. just because I've seen so much reactionary madness growing up and just throughout my life that I was like, no, I don't ever want to be that kind of mad. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to keep my head on my shoulders and be able to see things. I feel like when it's reactionary, there's also a lack of understanding on the other partner because they don't want to listen. They're just very like, they don't allow the other person to speak even if they are mad. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's like, how can you even speak to someone or do anything when someone's reactionary? Because no matter what you do at that point, they will react. Like, it's scary and I don't like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and that's why I, that's something I've in me I've kind of suppressed, kind of uh, stifled in myself. Maybe, uh, but I think it's kind of good because I understand when I get angry and I also have a really high tolerance in general for life. Hmm. Um yeah, because like some, for example, some people will get mad if, if say, they stub their toe, you know, or it's an accident, right? But some people will still get mad. Yeah. Um, and, but for me, like, I can get really hurt and I'll be just like, oh, I got hurt. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. feel it emotionally. So I think for me, it's kind of a strength sometimes. Hmm. Um, yeah, but it's not like I don't allow myself to feel because one thing I learned in like the past couple of years is that mm -hmm. um, I, I like understanding very deeply, like, like, we we kind of describe them as uh like of course everyone experiences emotions and we have like kind of vague descriptions for them but i like to understand like how it's happening physiologically mm. um so i learned that there are like two parts of the brain uh what people like to call the heart and mind right yeah there's the first one is the emotions like uh, and which is called the limbic system um so like feeling Feeling pain and hunger, that's like sort of one, one of the basic functions of the limbic, limbic system. But there's also the emotions like feeling angry and sad, um, depressed, afraid, happy. Uh, and what, what I realized is that or what I learned is that um, that actually comes first because the second part of the brain is uh, the neocortex, which is logic and thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people think that... Uh, we make our decisions based on logic, um, but what I what I learned is that we actually feel first, and then rationalize the emotions. So we try to figure out 
what to do because of the emotions. Um, so why do we eat, for example? Um, it's because we don't want to feel hunger. Why do we, you know, why do we get angry and make decisions? It's because we don't want to feel angry again. Um, mm. Why do we do things after we become sad? It's because we, we don't we don't want to be sad again. So it's like, and, and then that is facilitated by dopamine, which is like the desire. It, it facilitates like desire and decision making. So all it, it kind of works as a system. It's like the brain's way of doing scientific method. The, the, all the stuff that we're talking about, like mm -hmm. the like learning, being able to make mistakes and uh, accepting them, and figuring out what you, what you what you can do after. It's like the loop in the brain that's happening with the limbic system and the cortex is like feel, think, feel, think, or m more like feel, think, do, and then feel and think and do. It's kind of a it's kind of a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that? we try to have an imbalanced diet in terms of our emotions more often than not like you, you, you mentioned dopamine and how we our reaction is to not feel sad or to not be angry anymore and so we're mm. just always i mean it's not bad to always be in a state of happiness but it's mm. a little unrealistic at the same time right i think and so do you think you know chasing that imbalanced diet is just it does a thing well i think that uh, like humans actually what another thing that i learned is that humans are kind of insatiable like once we are happy once we kind of reach an equilibrium we want more and we we kind of test ourselves and we kind of challenge ourselves to achieve more happiness mm -hmm. and um but the thing is there's kind of no end to it like you know they say that people who are just billionaires are still not happy because there's they're they always want more right yeah. Um, and it's difficult to find that uh, sort of lasting peace, that lasting contentment, um, because it's kind of in human nature. And you kind of have to tell yourself, you know what, I'm just going to decide, uh, you know, I'm content with my life. I feel at peace and uh, I'm OK with this. I'm OK with sitting here and, mm -hmm. and feeling that. Um, but, yeah, it's in human nature to try or try to challenge ourselves to get more. Um, like if we feel that we've already taken out all the things in our life that makes us sad or happy or afraid, we kind of chase more happiness and in in turn we start running into more obstacles and those will start giving us those feelings again you know hmm. you know what i mean yeah 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 i think some people like those feelings you know yeah the feeling yeah. of fear the feeling of being able to chase something to work towards something yeah. like it's that in between stage between sadness and happiness i guess you could say that people really like being in like yeah gray. yeah um there's there's a yeah, it's like you don't want to be bored, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's funny that you say that because um, I don't like being bored. And it, yeah. it's to the point where when I was in high school, I made sure that I trained my mind to like if I went to detention and I just had to stare at a wall for like an hour, then I would be able to draw pictures in my mind or create a story on this blank canvas and see something, a vision, anything. So I can't be bored no matter how much I tried. And the other day when I, or actually last year at some point, when I did say I was bored, it was like, no, I'm not bored. I feel like talking to someone, but I don't feel like putting the effort in. And so I'm just going to lay here and label it off as bored. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned the word moving earlier, movement. Mm -hmm. um, and I think... To me, uh, movement is one of the most important things. Uh, like in, in, at my current point in life, 
Um, because right now I'm, I'm in a stage where I, like, I'm pretty newly married. I've, I've been married, what, a year and a half now. And, uh, I'm like, the thing that worries us most is finances is always money. It's like, I got to work, I got to work hard and I work every day. It's kind of a routine. And actually when I was a kid, I, I was like, I was really young when I told myself when I grew up, I don't want to do the same thing every day. Mm. Um, and so that meant like, I don't want to work a job where, uh, like, for example, like if I were to work in a restaurant, like just always cooking the same things and you know, waiting the same tables and, you know, something like that. Of course, it's going to be slightly different every day, but I wanted variety in my life. And yeah. I think with my current job, which is a freelance artist, I'm, I'm always taking a different something different and something new. So it's kind of exciting in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still kind of the routine where, you know, I get on my computer, uh, stream for eight hours and then make sure I get the work done. Uh, look at the finances at the end of the day and then rinse and repeat, make sure I'm getting my food, make sure I'm feeding my wife lunch and all that. It's, it's kind of a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we just don't get comfortable if the ru- we, we get uncomfortable if the routine is so repetitive. That's like, am I really moving? You know, am I really going somewhere? You know what I mean? And so, like I said, we, like we kind of seek challenge to bring more into that life. Um and for me, I I feel like the the routine is challenging enough right now. Um, it is. Routines yeah, it, are hard to keep up, man. Yeah, it How is. It? <laughs> yeah. How do you do it? How do you keep up a routine? Because well, I feel like even if I try, like I don't know, inconsistency is my friend right now, and I'm trying to talk down to it. Uh, I'm trying to have a good old talk with inconsistency and be like, "Hey, buddy, I think you need to step down a little bit." Uh-huh. So we. Uh, find a little bit of balance well I, I think the key to consistency is like doing something kind of easy um honestly like uh there's a a concept i learned called kaizen k-a-i-z-e-n yeah w- what it means I, it's a japanese word it ha- kind of has some vague meaning but um the way i have learned it is that uh it's uh like making small incremental improvements every day mm, um, i feel like i've seen like a little chart or something yeah like yeah so uh, in Japan, it was really popularized by um, Toyota. Uh, like, an, it's an engineering concept. Like, mm-hmm. ha- it, you know, you have a car, um, and you, it looks like almost perfect. But what are some things you could look at? Something that you can still improve? Um, just a really, really tiny thing. And I think for me, I started applying it in my life because I, I, I learned it like a couple years ago, and I had, a, I had my routine, and I'm like. I'm just going to add one little tiny thing. And I'm talking like if you do push-ups, if you do five push-ups one day, do six the next day. It's like so small, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and um, I feel like building a routine, uh, can you, you can kind of start there. You know, just start with something kind of easy, something that you're already doing and just be like, what's a tiny little thing I could do? Like drink a little bit more water today. See, I think I have a problem with doing just the opposite. I think I've been trying to add way too much all at once. Mm-hmm. Like when we say it's like coming out of that hole, it's a, what do you call it? Like a rolling ball? What do you call it? Grad- oh, snowball effect. Like snowball that kind of thing. effect. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my snowball got big way too fast. And I'm like, mm. wait, hold on there. How do I encompass you? <laughs> yeah, Large yeah. Snowball. <laughs> like I have too many things I want to do now in terms of passion. Like I want to improve my dancing, my singing, my instruments, like, you know, and that that's just, even those three alone can be pretty big tasks. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I 
it's like the one yeah like i can't but the thing is i know that i mean like you were saying earlier about variety like i love variety and i used to give myself a little bit of flack for not choosing one thing so i'm trying to give my permission to be like okay like what's wrong with liking multiple things and being able to do multiple things but how can i give myself balance with that because they're not just fun tiny things <laughs> yeah pretty hefty things i'd like to say yeah. myself yeah um pursuing those things it's i mean it's i think it's awesome just do it all just do it all honestly That's like what i'm trying to do all yeah. of it <laughs> but but the thing is um i think it'll always come down to like a time management issue right you only have so many hours in the day and uh for me for example um I, I can talk about Smash, right? Super Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. um, so I was so competitive. Like 20, 2004 was my first tournament. And my tournament when I quote unquote retired was 2016. So that was 12 years of like seriously every wanting to win every single tournament that I went to. And yeah. um, it was in 2016 when I realized like I got pretty far in my last tournament. Um, I think I got like 97th, which sounds low, but they were like it was the biggest tournament, melee tournament of all time. There were like 2,600 people there. Um Ooh. So I did I did pretty well and after the tournament I was finally like satisfied which I had never felt before like I lost and I was like I did pretty well which I never tell myself usually I'm like I can't believe I lost I still want to get farther I want to get first place all the time yeah. and then I remember at that same tournament I was looking up at the stage at the guys who were getting like top 8 and they were they're so good and so so good at what they do but it's their life right they they mm -hmm. play and they practice like 5 to six seven eight maybe ten hours a day um and i'm like you know what that's not the life i want um and to reach a level of mastery like to be the best at something it, you have to make it your life because to be the best at something means you're better than everyone else and meaning you're just working harder than everyone else mm. um and i realized like i still want to be the best at something i, I want to be the best in the world at something that's like one of my dreams right and yeah. right now, it's like, maybe I can do that with like art and animation, maybe, maybe I can do it with um, um, business, I feel like I understand the uh, the exactly. infrastructure of like animation and, and, and that stuff. So I maybe I can be one of the best at in that field, for example. Mm -hmm. So I transition my my time and my talent uh, to, to something else. Um, but on the other hand, we can be generally good at whatever hobby we do. It just takes time. Uh, we don't have to be. We don't have to do, you know, our, the side hobby ten hours a day to be the best in the world at it. You can just do maybe a few minutes a day or a little bit of practice every day, and be like, oh, okay, I'm I'm happy with that twenty five minutes of practicing learning this song. I'll try again tomorrow to get a little bit more done, and maybe I can play this song something like that. So, so it it's just a time management thing, and and I think it keeps life fun to have that variety. Yeah. yeah, and there it is at the same time, Kaizen. Yeah, you know, you do a little bit, you know, even yeah. just a little bit. So even if it's like one extra minute, or just even being able to set a little bit of time aside for that thing, yeah, um, that counts. I think it does. It does. It always counts. Like time, time is the one resource that's like it's like linear. It's like we can't, you can never get it back, right? So mm -hmm. I, I've learned that it's it's the most important resource, um, and it becomes more and more important the older you get. Because you have less, you have less and less time, which is kind of sad to think about. Uh, but, I know. but, but it's it's a reality that I've learned to accept, and it's I think it's a beautiful reality, actually, yeah. because 
because because time is limited, it makes your choices a little more meaningful every day. So would you say time, like the perception of time has transformed for you over time? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because it, it feels like time goes faster as you, as you get older. And not only does it feel like that way, but probably as you get older, your brain function starts to slow down too. So time is probably literally going, <laughs> going <laughs> faster too. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, it's, it's just the truth. And yeah, these are all truths that I've learned to accept. I'm still young. I'm still smart. And maybe one day when I'm 70 years old, I'll have dementia or something. But right now, um, I'm still able. I'm young and able. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to make sure that my, my daily decisions are like, I want to do the thing that means the most to me. Uh, yeah, the best that I can. Do you ever think about, do you ever have those moments where you think about the past and you think that you've wasted time? I, I used to do that a lot. I used to. Um, I think I stopped because I'm like, it's... I mean, obviously you can't go back in time and reclaim it. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to get out of it. I think because I kind of treat myself in... in I Like, I really, really love the scientific method. I think it's a beautiful... Uh, a beautiful process, an unlimited process. It never ends, right? You can always improve something. Mm -hmm. um, so scientific method, you just try something, you get the data, you analyze it, you come to a conclusion, you can make another hypothesis. I want to try again something different, right? So now that I kind of live my life that way, everything, I look at my past, I'm like everything, all the mistakes, all the regret, it's like, it's just something to learn from and I'm just going to use it for tomorrow. That's it. So... I don't really feel regret very strongly anymore hmm. because I'm because even now, like I'm doing my best. And even if I make a huge mistake, maybe I'll feel it in the moment. But mm -hmm. I, I try to tell myself the next day, you know what? Yesterday's kind of sucked. I'll try to do better today. You know? Yeah. So Today's you said anymore. Yeah. Does that mean you used to feel regret a lot stronger or like in general, a lot more? Yeah, probably. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, sometimes, especially when we were talking about like periods of depression, uh, you're kind of just stuck in regret sometimes. It's just like... I hate that loop. Yeah, yeah. Stupidest loop ever. It is. But once you understand, it's like, you know, I, I think what, what... I think accepting the repercussions of a mistake is really tough, but mm -hmm. one of the best things a person can do. Be like, yes, I made a mistake. Yes, I made a mistake. Yes, this is what happened. But if if it hurts so bad, I'm obviously not going to make the same mistake again. So tomorrow will be better. You know, it's I'm like masochist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. For, fortunately, I, I mean, I maybe one day I'll interview a masochist to see what it's like. But I I have no idea why people do that to themselves. Well, sometimes people just don't, they get so used to living that way mm. that they don't know what it's like to not. Mm. They're stuck in a cycle. And even if they don't want to be in it, I think being out of it might seem even scarier. Even oh, if they don't think so. Just, I see. Because it's like a mystery, I guess. Yeah. But you that, become so familiar with that pain. Yeah. That it's almost that. comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like... There's this tweet I used to see that they'd say, I'm so used to chaos, I don't know what normal feels like anymore. Mm. And 
you know, a lot of people like that. And they'll be like, oh, same, ha, 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 blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, just that nonchalant, like, oh, hey, me too. <laughs> like, right. It's like whatever it is. But it's like, wait, no, really, people don't know what it's like to live in peace anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame them. There's so much that goes on in the world. There's so much traffic. There's so much noise. And I'm not just talking about cars. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about voices in our minds. Like we are our own traffic sometimes. Just like overthinking. Mm. And just... Like when I say media, social media, whether it be other people or whether it be ads or just comparisons, so much, so much to think about, so much to flood that what is it like to be in peace? Yeah. Are you asking me or are you just describing the... Both. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, that's true. I mean, especially last year, because last year was kind of insane. Uh, yeah, and this year started off interesting. Yeah, yeah, this year definitely... <laughs> Shout, shout out to my man D Trump. Shout out to my boy. Hey, what's good? <laughs> what's good, Trumpy boy? No, so yeah, so the 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 United States uh, especially is um, going through a really weird period in time, um, mm. and uh, we have the worst uh, like COVID in the world. Um, like j just the world's kind of insane, and and people it people are right to describe the world that way that it's just not a peaceful time. Um, Yo, are they passing out? I mean, passing out. Are they doing the vaccine up there too? Cause uh, slowly, yeah. And set up and we're doing about 4,000 people a day and we're trying mm -hmm. to aim for 5,000 people a day in San Diego. Mm -hmm. I don't know oh, how wow. it's like in other counties of California. Um, what, Last time I looked it up, I think there were more in Southern California. Uh, and I think it's in Northern California. There's only a few regions that are just starting to distribute it. Um, I think we're starting to get it here in this region where I live in the Central Valley, but it's like mm -hmm. very small amount still. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What were you gonna yeah. say earlier? Sorry, I cut you off. Oh yeah. I mean, just um, just like how crazy the world is. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think. You know, there's this there's this saying, uh, that hard times create strong men, and strong mm. men create good times, but good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> Whoa. No, but that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's a very interesting um, it's a very interesting uh, phrase, uh, and that that's not to say that people are the whole reason that the world is the way it is. Because mm -hmm. I mean, COVID is more of a natural disaster. It's like how, how can you, you? Sometimes you can't prevent a, a a random mutation of a virus. It's not a human thing. Of course, it's spread by humans, but the origin of the virus is not human, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's no it's little different from say a tornado or a volcano or an earthquake or a tidal wave or something. Um, it's just a natural disaster. Uh, so we, we as men cannot control stuff like that, but it, but that still creates hard times yeah. and the, the people, cause it's not just men, right? It's men and women, the people who are going to understand and try to figure out this hard time and do their best. They're the ones who are going to get strong, stronger from this. Um, and for me, because I think for me, because of the way I think, I think I have a sort of inner peace most of the time now. I, I'm, I'm I think I'm kind of proud of myself because I'm like, you know what? It's just how I see the world now. Like, um, I always see it kind of via scientific method. I'm like, something went wrong. Okay, what do we do now? Okay. And when did you start seeing the world that way? I think last year. I think last year was the biggest growth period for me because, um, it's because I had the most responsibility. I think like, um, 
paying a lot of bills and being married and making sure that my daily routine is the best that it can be. I think it just comes with being a, a husband and one day, like maybe becoming a father someday, you just kind of have to think in a way that's like, I got to be able to handle whatever comes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like scientific method, has, when did you adopt that to like thinking? Because you say oh. you love, you know, the science. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's so beautiful because I just realized that it's in everything, that it's ingrained in your brain, mm-hmm. that it's not just like when I learned it as a kid, it's, it was just a topic that I had to memorize mm-hmm. in school, right? And now I realize that, I mean, even animals do it, right? That's so just how that they're... You, did that hit you last year with the inner peace or did you adopt that thinking before last year? Um, I think... Last year and the year before, I was just kind of thinking about it a lot because mm. um, I, I was just really thinking, like, what is the answer to life, right? Like, the, what is the <laughs> best way to think, right? I just kept obsessing over that idea. That's a good um, question. Yeah, it's, it's a really <laughs> pretty tough question. But I think the best answer that I've come up with so far is that mm. um, scientific method is a really great way to approach life because it's like all it is is just you're seeing what happens, you're observing, and then... Mm. You make a you you think about it a lot, which most people do. A lot of people get caught in that like thinking part, the analysis part, yeah. um, and people overanalyze all the time. But the next step is like, okay, based on my analysis, what am I gonna do now? What am I gonna try? And people think that science is just like this clear cut thing. No, science is about people guessing. Science mm-hmm. is about is science is about chaos. Science is about like, let me just try something new, right? And you just run into, you know, you, you just create the chaos and then you understand the chaos and you make it orderly again in your mind. And and that that cycle is so beautiful to me because it's like it just create. And the reason it gives me inner peace is because it's it's a it's like. um I just don't have to worry anymore because the the process will kind of take care of itself. Yeah. 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 Actually, sometimes I do this thing where it's like I'll start overthinking something. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. I'll just say eating this piece of cake, for example, I'll start thinking like, oh, I know that cake isn't good for me, but it's right there. And I don't know how it tastes. And I'll start overthinking it. And the next days I'll start thinking about it stronger. Uh But it's to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to try it. And then if I like it, then cool. And if not, then whatever. And if it affects my body, then fine. And if it doesn't, then cool. (laughs) Like, yes, yes. Let me me get my answers real quick. Yeah. We just a bite of this cake. And figure it out. And if it doesn't work with my system, if my body's like, ah, oh, hell no, shoot that thing out of your mouth. Yeah. Like, and so be it. At least I know. Right. Yeah. And the uh, the sort of apprehension that you feel about the cake, like in, in this example, it's a cake, right? It's a very, yeah. not very scary example, right? <laughs> um, but if, if, say, it's like, um, I'm like at the Grand Canyon and I'm going to walk right next to the cliff and it's like, can't do I have the training to be able to climb down this cliff or something like that right and in in a situation like that there's a lot more apprehension and there's a lot of decisions in life that it's like this what I try here could really be devastating like the results could be um very uh intense Mm -hmm. um so so like so fears like that are are understandable oh definitely Um, and I'm not saying that you have to take a leap of faith all the time. You want to like make sure that this decision I make is the best possible one. Yeah. Um, but you still have to be timely. You still have to be like, 
uh, I have to do this at some point, so I'm going to try it now. So with the cake, maybe it, didn't, it doesn't have to take long. I could be like, okay, I just want to eat it now. There's no point in me thinking about this anymore. But mm -hmm. with a big decision, like, for example, what do I want to change my career or something? Um, Ooh, or, that's a tough one. Yeah. Or ask for a raise. Don't want to ask for a raise. Yeah, right, right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, if you ask for a raise, you could potentially hurt the relationship with your boss. Be, they'd be like, no, you don't deserve one. And you'll be sad, you know, but... Uh, and you want to you we we kind of brood over it, right? And mm -hmm. it's it's understandable too. But eventually, we have to make a choice. And it's mm -hmm. yeah, being timely is hard. I think timing is uh is very important and really hard. Timing is hard. That's why I keep. I, that's why I've been thinking about it this entire week. Just the perception of time mm -hmm. and just even being able to do tasks. Like for example, usually my holidays, like personally are super chaotic i go to at least four different houses you know i'll start at mom's then go to my grandma's then go to my dad's side of the family then go to my extended family and then i'll end up either at home or with my family again at the end of the day and i'm like okay i'll spend two to three hours at every house on thanksgiving and christmas and it's like super chaotic and i'm like i have to get the gifts and before that i need to get like the gift wrapping and i have to do this after work and i need to eat and i need to like shower still and like everything becomes piled on and i'm just thinking about how much i have to do mm. i don't know what happened recently though because i instead of thinking about like oh i have to do this 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 and that i just i stopped thinking about it that way and I just started doing things without thinking so much, like overanalyzing, as you would say mm -hmm. earlier. And it seemed like my time cleared up so much. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Like, um, it's almost as if there was a cloud mm -hmm. while I was thinking about all these things that I had to do. And when I eradicated it and realized like, oh, just doing tasks is a lot more timely than thinking about doing the task. Yes. Yeah. Then it works out. Yeah, um, I, I have a guess as to why that is. I think um, a lot of time anxiety comes from just allowing thoughts to just stack, just pile up, <laughs> that right? Makes sense. Yeah, and when you do something, you're only doing one thing and your brain kind of just starts getting in the zone pretty quickly, you know? And you start, you, you just, when you're doing one thing, you kind of forget about everything else, right? Like, I could think about, do I want to practice my guitar uh when when should i practice my guitar how much time should i dedicate to practicing my guitar what songs should i learn uh should i practice ukulele instead you know we, we get into all those thoughts like at the end of the day like why not why not just pick up the guitar and just start messing around um mm -hmm. i actually had a, a really nice talk with my sister-in-law recently um mm. we we're talking about like school because she's in high school and uh i was talking about like um this thing that i learned because uh you know, you get anxiety, especially in high school, because high school is so demanding and you're doing all these subjects at once and you have to decide, like, when do I do this? Um, yeah. And it's just one of those things where you just got to start working on something. Um, even if your priorities are not completely straight, you just got to start working on something because there's no other way it'll get done. Um, otherwise, you get stuck in that anxiety stage and you just a lot of people just start, sort of plop on the floor and like, I don't feel like doing my homework anymore. Right. Because the anxiety <laughs> may, tired them out. Right. Mm -hmm. That that happens to a lot of people, especially nowadays. Um, yes. So what I said to her, uh, it's actually something I learned from Chris Hemsworth. Um, there was some random guy's vlog, and I think he was like hanging out with Chris Hemsworth, and they were working out. 
and uh, as when they were working out, Chris Hemsworth was like, Move, "Movement creates motivation," and I was like, <laughs> "That's a beautiful." So movement creates motivation. Um, when I yeah. <laughs> movement creates motivation. <laughs> and when it, what, speak like that. What? How long can you speak like that? I don't know. Don't make me. Don't make me do it. <laughs> I'm not. It, I only remember how to say that one really well because it it, it was stuck in my head. Okay. It was stuck in my head. Um. So what that means is like, yeah, it's just it's exactly what I was describing. Like you, you could think about working out or you could just start working out and you just start moving around, start moving your body around. So sometimes when I get in the, get up in the morning, I don't think about like what exercise am I going to do or what stretch am I going to do? I just start, you know, crouching up and down or just moving my arms around. And eventually you kind of just figure it out what you're supposed mm. to do because you're moving already. Right. So like if I there's a treadmill in the other room and if I get on it I don't think about how much am I gonna run I don't I try not to plan it out mm -hmm. I'm just gonna be like I'm just gonna feel it out I'll just start walking and then however I feel uh, if I feel like I can keep pushing more then I'll keep going and if I feel like I want to stop then I want to stop but it's it just getting moving is really the key um, the, another example is like uh, a lot of artists like professional artists people will ask them how do you get over art block and their answer is just draw, right? And writers will say the same thing. How do you get over a writer's block? It will just start writing. You just, just just start moving the pencil and then eventually something will come out. It doesn't have to be good. You just have to move. Mm -hmm. So that that's like a really good way to get over anxiety, I think. You just start. Just start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like because I, whenever, I when, whenever it comes to planning, I'm always trying to think, what's the easiest way possible? What's the most conventional way? So when I just move without thinking about it, I consider it unconventional because I'm not thinking about like the proper procedures or the necessary steps and like eradicating extra movement. It's like, what's wrong with moving big and small and like, yeah. just all around? Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I keep saying I'm giving myself permission, but I really feel like that's what it is because mm -hmm. I keep myself a lot from doing things yeah but yeah you, you you can't plan the world you can't plan how things are going to turn out um you can plan your decisions but you can't plan the result right so you might as well just try that's why that's why i was saying like scientific method is chaos it's all about just trying something and then think about it later you know mm -hmm. don't think about i think thinking about stuff before it's good but to we, an we extent, shouldn't do it. Right? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. How do you know? I don't know. You're right. It really just depends on what it is. Just because when it comes to career stuff, it's you kind of want to think about that a little bit yeah. more, but maybe not too much. I don't know. That one's yeah. that one's a bit heavier. I feel like. Right. Yeah. I mean, also like vocation too. Like who who's who am I going to marry? Like, do I want to ask this girl out or not, or do I want to talk to this guy or not? Right. Um, that that also too uh, is. You, we get anxiety from that. I think, I think for me now that I'm thinking about this, I think the point where you should actually make a decision is when you start going in circles. I think mm. once you start going in circles, once you notice I've thought about this already, um, then you can't really get any more from thinking because you're not getting any more data into your brain. You're just kind of cycling through the same thing you've already thought about, mm -hmm. and the only way to know is by trying something different. Or, or trying something, trying what you were going to do, you know? 
That makes sense. I think yeah. that's what propels me with a lot of my unconventional movement. It's like, I've thought about this 10,000 times, and yeah. I won't get anywhere else unless I do something. Yes. I yeah. can't figure it out by myself or on my own. Or if I stay still and do here, I can't get my answer. Exactly. That bothers yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like puzzles, and I'm like, okay, I got to put the piece here if I want to, like, see the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah, um, actually, um, recently my wife showed me some, like, some kind of flash game. It was like a puzzle. Uh, Ooh. and, um, I just kept staring at it, but the only way to really figure it out is just press buttons and be like, because it was one of those where you have to click things in the right order. And, like, mm. this thing will launch this ball in the other direction, and then the wood will fall, and you have to do it in the right order. And the mm. only way to figure out something like that is just by pressing all the buttons in whatever order and just kind of randomizing it. Um mm. Because you it, it, you would ha you would have to be really, really intelligent to get it on the first try. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes it's impossible to get it in the first try because there's probably some things you need to click or try that you never would have thought of otherwise, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds like a fun game, though. Yeah, I, I, I can maybe show you later. I would have to get the link from Mel. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it was kind of frustrating actually. <laughs> I didn't find it that fun because it was like a really old flash oh game. But yeah. I, I thought applying the scientific method. No. Yeah. 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 I. I mean, eventually, 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 I got over it and figured it out. I think the frustrating thing for me, one of one of my weaknesses, is like, I don't mind being spoiled. You know, like if someone knows what's gonna happen in a movie. I just be like, yeah, just tell me what happened. I, I'm I'm okay with knowing, you know. Whereas Mel and uh, actually her whole family, they're really anti-spoiler. They're really like, I don't want to know. I want to experience it for the first time. Um, yeah, and I, I appreciate that. But me personally, I don't really care. I'm like, I'm down to know that you know Snape kills Dumbledore or whatever. Just tell me. Yeah. Like, uh, and I and I'm I'm okay with seeing it play out and be like, oh, so that's how it happened, right? I like understanding. I don't really, I don't need to feel, you know. Uh, I don't like both. Uh-huh. Yeah, like sometimes I'll be like, you can tell me because I know I'm not gonna watch it. So yeah. it's cool. Right. I'm never gonna finish it. Just tell me. Or I'd be like, you can tell me because I know I'm gonna forget. Uh -huh. But I like also guessing what's gonna happen and then seeing it unfold. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's even that way with me and my friends sometimes. Like I won't always want to ask or need to know like why or what they're doing i'll just be like oh you're gonna do that I'm like okay cool and even though i want to ask why sometimes i could sense like not to and it surprises them sometimes they're like you're not gonna ask why and i'm like not unless you want to tell me <laughs> yeah so sometimes i don't need to and i feel like there's an acceptance in not like not knowing yes and it's nice. Yeah. It's kind of freeing in a way. Yeah. It's weird. Not not knowing sometimes and being able to accept that you won't know everything and being mm -hmm. okay with that. Like, that's a wild thing now that I think about it. Because we're always trying to find answers, right? Yeah. There's there's this one, like, Venn diagram I saw. It was, like, circles within a circle. And in the, the little tiny circle is what you know. And then there's a little bigger circle, like what you don't know. And then the there's a huge circle that's what you don't even know that you don't know. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's like stuff in this world that you just never would have ever thought about. I, I don't th I don't think that's like perfectly accurate what the descriptions were, but it's something like that. 
that, that well, it is something like that. If there are other life beings outside this earth and other planets, there will definitely be things we will not be thinking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that are their customs and culture. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's like stuff that you can't even possibly know, you know, like the mysteries of science that the cutting edge of science that you know, we just have no way to measure, you know, like, like those are that like it's it's good to accept our limitations as people, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if there are people who will not be able to accept that no matter what. Like, yeah, you know, I think um, and I think in a way those people can are potentially the ones that are heroic. I think those you know those are the people like newton and einstein people the ones who are like the world accepts it this way but i think i see something else i think i want to try to see it in in a in a new way in a better way in a more accurate way Ooh, that's yeah. true yeah oh no which way do i want to think let me go ahead and overthink this real quick <laughs> no, no I, mean, I mean it's good to accept but yeah i think um if you have the uh the curiosity to explore then you should uh, I think exploration is a really beautiful thing, too. Um, I think it's one of the best ways to learn about right. the world around us. It's fun. Yeah. Exploring. Yeah. I love it. What's the, what's the last thing you've explored? Dang. It, that's funny to think about because I was just thinking about recently that, like, I just never get, a, get out of the house nowadays. I don't hang out with friends anymore because of COVID. My routine is, like, in this house because I work at home. So It doesn't have to be physically, though. Like, right, 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 right concept right. or idea too like something you've explored oh okay 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 so i think I'm, i talked this talked about talked to you about this uh when we talked about making this podcast um my 2020 i didn't because i'm a career artist but i didn't really get better at art i just learned business and finance mm -hmm. and economics economics blows my mind i think it's one of the coolest yeah. topics ever and I wish I took it in high school. Yeah, it's one of the most mind-blowing things I've ever learned. So one of the reasons I'm fascinated with economics is um, there's this YouTube channel called Economics Explained. Um, he's like an Australian guy. And he's like, this is the economics of Nigeria or something or Mexico. And he will talk about like all the things that like keep their economy going. Mm -hmm. But one of the core um, ideas of economics is that it's not about um, – it's not about uh, – money it's about people and values it's about what people value because money has no value unless you actually think that it's worth something and the thing that you're buying is actually worth something you know mm -hmm. so all economics is is the how people weigh what i value versus what you value and just how the world kind of revolves around that and it, it, it just blew my mind and once I figured that out, I I started understanding stuff like stocks and retirement and taxes and all of the stuff that makes adult life go round. And I was like, okay, I get it now. You know, I yeah. I think, yeah. So that's what I explored, and I think it's it, yeah. So it was fun. It was fun to explore that. Yeah. Wow. So now I, I have a little bit of money in the stock market and Bitcoin and stuff like that. So. Oh, look at you! <laughs> How much did you put in in Bitcoin, not, if you don't mind? Oh, not very much. Not very much. Um, I just noticed it was really trendy, so I put like twenty bucks in there, and so, so you can, you, yeah, you can actually buy like fractional stuff on some of the some of the apps. You no, know, isn't it like point zero 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 two? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking about getting Bitcoin because I know it's been skyrocketing lately. Yeah, and yeah. It's pretty cool how it's probably going to become a, like a world currency type thing. Yeah, yeah, it, that's a possibility. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I try not. It's it's very like volatile. Uh, 
it's kind of still being perfected and it's not also not the most safe because it's been hacked before so we just all we we always got to be careful with cryptocurrencies um but it's kind of a new thing and uh, i think it is pretty cool um but then there's there's like safer investments like stock like say you buy stock in coca-cola you're gonna be safe because everyone drinks coke you know so oh yeah yeah coca-cola will never go away it'll never go away mcdonald's (laughs) never go away so there are like a lot of safe investments too but anyway that's like my whole journey last year like learning Mm. learning about money and learning about economics and finance and it's actually so exciting to me that's probably me being a 30 in my 30s now are you in your 30s (laughs) i'm 31 yeah you're 31 oh how old are you wait i'm 27 oh okay wait when was your birthday september 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 5th yeah may 30th okay oh may 30th are you serious yeah that's the feast day of Joan of Arc. I know. Oh, you know that? Oh my god! And even your hair kind of looks like hers right now. Does it? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm wearing her chainmail. I'm just kidding. Oh my god! Wow, that's awesome. I love um, her. I actually have to go soon. Okay. Uh, so we can start wrapping this up. But I last question I want to ask is like, um, we were talking about like. So our conversation started in depression and then yes. we're talking about the upswing and like doing things and moving and guessing and learning. Um, so what is the stuff like you're doing now, now that you're in an act more active uh, lifestyle? A lot. I feel like um, I feel like I've been getting closer to my family. Mm-hmm. Like I started hanging out with my sisters on my dad's side, which is pretty cool because I'm not really that close to them. Like I grew up on my mom's side and you know i'm playing minecraft with my brothers and so because while i was in depression i also distanced myself from friends and family for a little while Mm -hmm. so there's that but even just getting back into cooking getting back into baking starting this freaking podcast is one thing um being more on top of work being back on full-time at work and just um chase beginning to chase my dream jobs like that I've mentioned to you which is like like life coaching owning my own business slash cafe and um creative directory just actually doing something about it which is a huge thing because I'm an overthinker I overanalyze Mm. I overthink those things but I'm actually moving I'm actually doing things um allowing I want to be more expressive and show myself so I'm going on a photo shoot this Sunday mm-hmm. and I went on one just last month and that wasn't even on the agenda, but yeah. just expressing myself through fashion is something that's always kind of been there. So it's just going to keep increasing and I'm just going to do a lot of things in my yeah. solidarity, in my singlehood and just right. being happy in being single right now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that, that there's a momentum but there's no direction. I mean, there's a general direction, but it's not a very specific straight arrow direction. It's like you're just trying. Right? Yeah. and I, <laughs> I think that's the best. I used to give myself a lot of um, flack for not having direction. But right yeah. now I've accepted that that's okay. And yeah. I feel like that's the better way to go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You kind of find it as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you zigzag and do all these meandering, but eventually you find like, hey, I, I really like this. And then you start going in a straight line. Yeah. It's, it's better to just find the path then figure it out in the beginning you know yeah it, it's so impossible to figure like it out in the beginning i'm exploring life right now yeah, i'm exploring yeah. myself yeah 
Yeah. You, have you ever played Zelda Breath of the Wild? You ever played that? I game? love that game. I actually Dude, it's the best. It my sister. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I finished the game and I actually yeah. did go in a circle, but I know you could go everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can start uh, anywhere, which is amazing. Yeah. We can close out this podcast with, with that. Um, so shout out to the Oddcast and shout out to my podcast, Getting Good. Um, yeah. Uh, Getting Good. <laughs> the, yeah, so... I actually, there was some article where some guy let his three-year-old daughter play Breath of the Wild. Mm. And she was actually, like, making some progress. And mm-hmm. what's great about that game is that you you literally just pop out of a cave and you start exploring. And you just figure out, oh, there's apples over there. There's mushrooms over here. Oh, I have to fight that guy. Oh, I have to hide. You know? Oh, my gosh, there's a monster over there. I should run away. Um, yeah. And it's literally just the perfect, like, microcosm of life. Because you, you're kind of just thrown into it. There's unlimited things out there. And um, it seems like it's an orderly thing. Some t- or you, you, it seems like there's an objective, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the very beginning of the game, they say, "Oh, main objective: kill Ganon," right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's so funny because it's like, well, you're obviously not going to do that right away. You could rush into the castle and just die, but or you could just explore everything and see what there, see what the world has to offer, and then figure it out from there. Yeah. And you find your own path, and I think that's what life is all about. Man, we yeah. are all Zelda. We're, yeah. <laughs> we are all our own characters in this game called Life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the right. NPCs? I'm just kidding. You're an NPC. I'm the main character. You're no, I'm just kidding. Wrong. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Maybe I'm the NPC. Both. Yeah. We're both the NPC. <laughs> We're both NPCs. And the person watching this is the main character. Uh, I'm just controlling the... Yeah. So shout out to you, the viewers, the listeners. You are the main character. Audrey and I are just NPCs. Yeah, we're and just you listen to yeah. <laughs> you, you clicked A to listen to our thing and we are talking at you right now. Yeah, now you get some plus five e- 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 XP. E- XP. <laughs> listen to us. Side quest complete. <laughs> Ching. Yeah. All right. And that said, right. let's wrap it up. So I'll, I'll, I thank you, Audrey. Um and that was awesome. I would love to have you again. I would love to have another conversation with you in the future. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That was fun. This is fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. All Peace right. Out. Bye.